welcome back to let's talk about death and dying this episode we're going to talk about nutrition and health practices so in episode three we talked about what and who you should add to your conversation what and who you should add to your conversations and this episode is kind of like the clause to that because this is something that you can add as a conversation topic within your conversation with the people who you would like to include along with your loved one and I wanted to talk about nutrition and health because I took a class about the physiological and psychosocial of aging and it was a really awesome class because it talked about different things that older adults experience and being trained on the psychology and the social work side there were just a lot of things I didn't really give a lot of thought to and it opened up my eyes to so many different things that you can address in a preventative manner so when we're having conversations and when we're trying to figure out what to talk about, I think it's good to touch on our nutrition and health practices because these things drive our quality of life. So based on how you take care of yourself, what you're putting in your body, And your physical activity is going to dictate the longevity of your life. And one of the things that I learned within this class is that nutrition and exercise can prevent most diseases and chronic health issues that we experience today. And... You think it's something that you just should have common sense. You should just know it's something that is not rocket science. But when you really think about it, and if you really don't plan to be strategic in the things that you do, it is something that you can just not even really think about. So one of those things that we should be a little more mindful of is having preventative conversations with our loved ones. And when I say preventative, you're talking about things that you can use to prevent something in the future. So if you have information, if you have the proper information, there are some things that you can do. You can make some life changes in order to ensure that your quality of life is better. So also having a preventative conversation is a good way to discuss myths about health. So when I say myth, sometimes we feel like if we do something or if we don't do something, it, it won't happen. You know, we we have loved ones that say, oh, those doctors, they just want to keep us all sick and they keep saying we all got stuff and we really ain't got nothing. That's not true. 
we know how we're eating. We know what we consume. We know what we're consuming. So if you eat fast food all the time, if you don't cook, if you use fat and lard and things of that nature, then you can kind of, I don't want to say guess, but you can kind of infer what kind of road you're going to go down with your health. So we got to dispel and get some of those myths out of the air. And another good thing about having a preventative conversation is that you get to understand and you get to learn how your loved ones think about health, nutrition, exercise. Because sometimes we don't know why our family members do things in a certain way. But then when you start talking to them and they start sharing with you different things, then you can understand how they think. And then you as a person who is a loved one, then you can figure out how you're going to approach them to meet them where they are and to help them get to a better place. So another thing that's good about the preventative conversation is that you can express your concern and you can also come up with ways as a family to have better nutrition and health practices. For example, if you have a loved one and maybe they were very, very active, they were involved in a lot of extracurricular activities. They were involved at their church. They were involved in professional activities. And, and then they retired and then maybe they decreased some things and they stopped going out and they stopped driving and they, they just stopped. And one of the things I learned in my class is that when you have limited movement, that is a hindrance and it hurts you. So you have to make sure that your older adult, your loved one, the elder in your in your life is moving. So as a family, you can say, oh, we're going to create a walking club in our family. We're going to get together every Saturday and we're going to go to the local place, wherever that is in your city, and your state. And we're going to go and we're going to walk. And we're just going to enjoy the scenery. It's, it's not, you know, it's not like you're doing anything. It, it doesn't have to cost money. It doesn't have to be anything like that. Let's say you say, well, we, we can't afford to all go to the, you know, to the park or whatever. Okay, well, we're going to all get together as a family and we're going to walk around the block every morning or every afternoon or on Sunday after church or something like that. But we got to keep our loved ones moving. We need to move so we can make sure that we're encouraging good nutrition and health practices. Okay, maybe you all can't get together because maybe your family is spread out. So we have wonderful technology. Technology is so good if you use it. So you can create a WhatsApp group. You can create a group me group. You can um, 
do have Facebook watch parties. It's, it's all type of great things you can do with technology. And you can say, okay, family, we're going to have a water challenge for the month of June where we're all going to increase our water intake. So if, if you got Auntie Jojo and she don't like to drink water, we're going to start off with a bottle a day for one week. And then week two, we're going to go to two week three we gonna go to three or however the family agrees so you know having these conversations is great because you can learn and you also can implement another good thing about having a preventative conversation is you can figure out what are the health challenges that run in your family because we can have loved ones and they may get sick and we don't really know a lot about their health history to talk to the doctors when we're there. Sometimes you might be the only loved one that's showing up on the behalf of the person in your family that's in the hospital. And the doctors, they don't know about your relationship. They just know that you're there and you're related to the person or you are concerned. And they will just bombard you with so many questions. And it can be hurtful to say, I don't know. I don't really know. And you don't want to be in a position where your loved one is laying in a hospital bed. They can't talk. And the doctor is asking you questions and you don't have the answer. Because what if your loved one can't talk at this moment when they're in the hospital? What if... They can talk, but you can't understand what they're saying because maybe they had a stroke or they had a heart attack. And it's difficult to understand them. And the person who knows the information, what if they're not there? What if they can't get there? Then it's good to be informed and know different things. So within this conversation, these are the type of things that can be addressed. And if you have a family history of stroke, of diabetes, of um, MS, of epilepsy or lupus, these are the things that everybody in the family needs to know. It would be cool for everybody to just maybe have the information take some notes write down things on a note card or maybe put it in your phone as you know informational things because you just never know when you're going to have to be on the side of advocacy and answering questions and trying to advocate for your loved one also, you also want to be aware of these uh, things because for your own self, you know, for your own practices and you want to make sure that you're keeping your body healthy. If you are the person in your family who's a little bit younger, it's going to be your job to carry on different things in your family. 
And if you're not in good health, it's, you're not going to be beneficial to your family. And you got to be in good health. You have to have some good health practices. And you also want to make sure that you are, your mind is clear and you're able to articulate different things when you're in these different situations. And also, you can be the person that stops certain things. Oh, this runs in my family or this runs. In... It don't have to hit you just because the other people in your, your family have problems with fill in the blank. Oh, my, everybody in my family got high blood pressure. Well, you can be the one that don't get the high blood pressure because you have the information to prevent the high blood, blood pressure. So the preventative conversation and being aware of what runs in your family will help you to say, I can make some better choices and I will be the person that's going to stop this trend in my family. You can break that curse off of your family. It don't have to be, oh, well... I'm the one, everybody got it, so I'm going to get it too because this is my family tree. No, it doesn't have to be that way. And if we have some more conversations and we learn a little bit more and, and we stop being afraid and fearful to have these conversations, we can all help one another and we can all make sure that we're holding each other accountable for different things. Another thing that's good to add in this preventative conversations are your current health practices. What are you currently doing? If you have a diagnosis, what are your medications that you're taking? Can I have a list do you have a list when you're going to the doctor? And another thing is if we have elders and older adults in our life, somebody needs to go to the doctor with them. Somebody needs to listen to the doctor and ask some questions and make sure that our loved ones are understanding what's going on at the doctor appointment. Yes, mama is strong and mama has always taken care of everything. But mama is older now. Her mind is different. The way she thinks about things is different. The way she understands things are different. We have to make sure that we are there with our loved ones who are older to make sure that they understand what's going on, that we ask questions on their behalf, and that we're holding them accountable to whatever the doctors are saying they are supposed to do. Because sometimes, because of who the people are in our life, and because of the role that they've always played, sometimes we just kind of leave it up to them. And they don't want to tell us and we don't want to be in their business. We need to be all up in their business. 
because when things start to happen, we're not able to articulate. We don't have the information. And if mama's laying on the bed, we can't get it. And then we're not helpful. So we want to make sure that we're also talking about current health practices. Um, if you, if there's a diagnosis, what are the best practices to ensure a good quality of life? So we need to know about if our loved ones have histories of addiction. So if there's a history of addiction, how is that affecting their health currently? Because A person can be in recovery and not be addicted to anything, but that still plays a part in their current health, maybe a diagnosis that could stem from a previous addiction. So we need to know that type of information. We also need to know about current health wishes or health concerns. So for example, um, and I talked about this in another episode, whether we uh, have loved ones who wish to be organ donors. Um, Talk about that in length. You know, ask questions about that. Inquire more about that just so people are very clear on what that would look like. You know, if the person is an organ donor, when they die, there's going to be a representative that's going to come and speak about retrieving the organs and the body parts or the things that they said they would donate. So sometimes in a conversation, it's different, you know, Oh, you want to be an organ donor, you're going to donate your eyes, your heart, your, you know, uh, kidney, those type of things, skin, you know, and it's okay in a conversation because you're really not internalizing it. But when your loved one has died and someone is coming in and they're saying they're going to take parts and pieces of your loved one. And it's hit. It, it's hitting you differently because now that person has died. You want to be ready for that type of information. If the older adult has designated, that's what they want. You want to be prepared when they're coming in and they're saying they're taking the eyes, they're taking the heart, they're going to take the 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 skin and. You that that sounds differently after that person is no longer in the earth. So if you can have a conversation and just get that information and how it's going to be laid out and what those provisions are, I think that would be very helpful to be able to do that. If we have the opportunity to change how we eat, how we 
exercise or our, or our physical activity for the better, I think we really should take that opportunity and seize the moment. Sometimes we can change things and it may be too late. It may not be enough to turn back, you know, time or the clock or... So if we're able to teach our young people and our families and we're able to get a hold of ourselves and make some better choices, um, I think that that will help us to be able to have a better quality of life. And when I say a better quality, quality of life, I mean things like being able to walk and not be out of breath being able to breathe and it doesn't sound like you need a inhaler or a machine to help you breathe you know being able to go on a trip and walk through the airport and your feet are comfortable and you're able to move around you're able to get on an airplane and comfortably fit in a seat and not be uncomfortable. You're able to do yard work and not be winded. You're able to shovel the snow and not be fearful that you're gonna have a heart attack. A better quality of life if your health is in question it hinders you from living and we want to all live and enjoy the time and the people in our lives so Having this preventative conversation is beneficial because it's a good way to discuss myths about health. It helps us to learn about the health challenges that run in our family. We get to also learn about current health practices as well as health wishes or concerns. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for listening. Until next time.